Please help me welcome J. Lauren Norris. I started off today watching a obnoxious little video on Facebook. Imagine that. It was an animated video of a lady in bed and her dog brought her the leash and she rolled over and ignored the dog. So the dog teamed up with the other dog and they pushed the scale out from under the bed and when she stepped out of the bed and saw the scale, she stepped on the scale and then both dogs put their feet on it too. This happens twice. She realizes, oh my gosh, I need to, I need to do something about this. And so she goes and grabs her measuring tape and she measures her waist and one dog sticks the other dog up in the measuring tape to make sure that she sees that it's much bigger than she thought. Now she's got her tennis shoes, she's headed out the door and the dogs are at the park and they are having a blast. And you have to wonder how often in our life do we find that by doing things for others, we're actually doing something good for ourselves. By taking her dogs out for a walk, she's getting herself a little exercise or maybe it's the other way around, the dogs took her out for a walk. But that's what I wanna talk about in this episode of Leading Leaders. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast. I was also listening to a great interview today between Patrick David and Mike Rowe. Now you might know Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs and you might know Mike Rowe from How America Works. And ironically, they're very, very similar shows on two totally different, um, nearly polar opposite networks, which is kind of ironic. What's even more ironic though is listening to, to Mike talk about how he got to where he is as far as his accomplishments in life. He talked about being a stutterer, a stammerer when he was young. And for his Eagle Scout project, he decided that he needed to get better at communication. Everybody will tell you that. I will tell you that. All of the books in my library will tell you that. If you're gonna grow in life, you've got to be good at communicating with yourself and with others. And when Mike realized he had a bit of a stutter, a bit of a stammer, he thought, well, maybe I could get better, but I'm also terrified of speaking in front of people because, well, they look at me funny because, because, because I stutter. He found a great solution. But the solution didn't just help him. The solution actually got brownie points and awards toward his Eagle Scout accomplishments, he decided to take a book and read aloud to blind students. I'll let that settle in for a minute because it's very much like the dogs inserting themselves into the woman's measuring tape or pressing down on her scales. Who were they really serving, her or themselves? Well, the answer ultimately is yes. And so it was for Mike Rowe as well. The work that he did to read aloud to blind students, they were elated to hear the stories. He has a great voice, but he also learned to overcome stammering because nobody was looking at him. I mean, they couldn't. I, I wanna ask how many times in leadership you find yourself up against a, a wall of your own personal growth. You've, you've reached or discovered another lid and you're thinking to yourself, how do I move forward from here? Can I proffer an idea to you? What if you took the idea that you're struggling with, the, the challenge that sits in front of you, that need for a new level of awareness, 
and ask yourself, where would solving that problem not just benefit me, but benefit others? What could I do that would help others and help me at the same time? How many illustrations can you think of in life where someone was actually helping somebody else, but it turned out to be really good for them along the way? He was asked the question, why did you start your foundation? A foundation which last year gave away a million and a half dollars in the form of trade school scholarships. Not for your college scholarships, not go buy your books and tuition with your loan money and then take this money and go on vacation to Europe scholarships. Scholarships to help people get real jobs that become real careers. And in some cases, one he told of, they helped a guy get his welding license, and now he has two or three trucks, and he has his own company, and he's making half a million dollars a year employing eight or ten people. He went from unemployed to an employer because someone helped him get a usable skill, a usable trade. Well, when they asked Mike Rowe, why did you start the foundation? He said, because everywhere I went to try to film these dirty jobs projects, everybody that I talked to said, we don't have enough skilled labor. We can't, we can't get anybody to you for the filming day because we don't have anybody here that can do it. Well, it became a need of his own. He had to find companies that had people that could spare somebody to spend the day with for filming. And they couldn't. And in that particular season of time, the economy was bad and getting worse. And he said, well, what if there was a group of people who would help them get the job by helping them get the training to get the job? And what if we could raise some money and help them pay for that? And so the Mike Rowe Foundation was born to help people get jobs by training them specifically for the job that they wanted, like an apprentice, like a trade school. Now, maybe you're thinking in your level of leadership, wherever that level is, maybe it's just your family, maybe it's just your local community, maybe the city council or school board or county government, maybe you're a dog catcher, I don't know. But ask yourself as a leader, what are some of the things that I personally need to grow in? I need to get better at. And then ask yourself, if I did that, who else might benefit? See, one of my basic rules in leadership, and especially when I work with people who wanna take the stage, they wanna be in front of a microphone, whether it's on camera or it's on the platform, I tell them, fail small first. Don't jump out there the first time and spend $100,000 to buy all your studio camera equipment or to pay for a marketing firm to build your website and your landing pages and all that other stuff. If you haven't put in the time to stand in front of the crowd and take the chance of embarrassing yourself. There's nothing worse than getting the opportunity and bombing at it. At the same time, there are a whole lot of opportunities that have very little risk reward on the backside of them. Oh sure, you're not gonna get a $25,000 check for speaking at the Lions Club or the local nursing home, but you will get a chance to test out a speech and see how many people fall asleep. And if you can deliver that presentation and they don't fall asleep, well, maybe they're better off for having heard it and you're better off for having practiced it without a question. Maybe take that same speech to the local high school, to the local business development group, Share it with people who maybe they could benefit from the content that you have, not to buy your products or your services, but to 
hear the content and you definitely will benefit from practicing it. But maybe, maybe just maybe on the backside of that practice, you'll get some feedback that can make you better at what you do. The practice will always make you better as long as you're practicing right. <laughs> there is a way to practice that doesn't help at all. Trust me, I've done it. Practice makes permanent, not perfect, by the way. But you've got to get out there and do it somehow. Why not do it in a way that benefits others? You're trying to learn accounting? Why not do the books for a small nonprofit? Are you working on a degree program that needs some community service? Why not find some community that needs your service? There are a lot of ways to volunteer. There are a lot of ways to get the hours in. There are a lot of ways to know what you like and what you don't like. It's why we recommend to high school students to get involved in every social organization they possibly can, especially the civic-oriented ones that have to do with your local government and your local politics, serving the people in your community because you get to see how things actually work. Not so much when you're just doing Uber and Lyft and stuff like that, but when you're volunteering in the community, when you're serving in the community, when you're doing those projects like, I don't know, working at the animal shelter, working at the local book club, helping out at Goodwill. I know those things sound boring as all get out, and I know they sound like they would be really a lot of hard work with not a whole lot of reward. Yeah, true. All of that is true. You know what the reward is, though? Building character. Becoming a better somebody. Becoming someone more deeply invested in your local community. And sometimes volunteering in those ways, doing those tasks that nobody else wants to do, think micro and his dirty jobs, sometimes that's the humility that makes you the kind of person that people want to follow in the first place. Nobody wants to follow an arrogant leader, especially an arrogant leader who has no patience, no kindness, no goodness, no gentleness, no self-control. They just want to plow through everyone like a tyrant. They want everybody to do exactly what they want to do. See, the, the challenge sometimes for leadership is the myopic focus that says, I've got to focus on my career and my legacy. Micro also pointed out that along the journey from his first days in working in the movie theater as an usher until today, he never really had a plan. I mean, with some projects, they had to plan out the project to make it happen, but the all overall combined plan to be on television, to have these multiple shows, running as many seasons as they have, to have a foundation, to have the opportunity to sit down with interviewers all over the world on multiple kinds and styles and forms of networks, to be able to live that kind of life, he never planned it out. He had no idea what was going to happen next. He just did the next right thing. Are you willing to do that as a leader? To just do the next right thing, the next thing that's in front of you, the next assignment, and give it 100%? Are you willing to forego some of the things that maybe would make life comfortable, would make life easier for you to put your feet up and stare off into the wind? Are you willing to do the hard next right thing? Make the sacrifice for someone else. I watched a series of videos, you know, they, you see them all the time. They're called the hero videos where <clears throat> someone dives to help someone or they go out of their way. 
I watched a motorcycle cop on several occasions. And the same video, diff different occasion, different person uh, being rescued, but the same motorcycle cop had appeared, drop his bike in the middle of the highway, jump off of his hot bike and run to the edge of the bridge to grab someone who already had one leg over the rail. Now, who do you think he was helping? Was he helping just the jumper or was he helping himself? Because I'll guarantee you at the end of the day, if he saw that person jump in his mirror and he did nothing about it, he would be a different person. By helping that person, maybe he took on more drama than he was ready for, but he did the right thing. Saw one of those where someone had fallen out of a wheelchair and dumped their groceries and someone else helped them to get back up and get back in their wheelchair. They sacrificed their day. They were laying down their life for a friend, so to speak. They were doing for somebody else when it had no good for them. But when you do those kind of things and you look back and you see the results of that, you see the smile, you see the confidence, you see the somebody actually cared about me. Like the elderly gentleman that I passed on the square the other day. I just said hello. And then we ended up talking for almost half an hour. Why? Well, he had some good insights. He had some great wisdom. He was a, a man who's been around the world. He fought in many wars. There's a lot of insight there. I like to learn from people like that. That benefits me. But the fact that his first words to me were a tear-filled eyes of saying, thanks for just saying hi to me, just acknowledging that I exist. Sometimes we get so focused in our own world that we forget there are other people in our world. Maybe the thing that you need to do to grow today as a leader, as a person, is to just be aware of others around you. Look for needs that you can solve. What are the problems of the people immediately in your circle? Somebody need their lawn mowed? Oh, I know, you're a CEO, you're too big for that. Do it anyway. Somebody need their tire changed on the side of the road? Take a minute, make it happen. I'm telling you, the amount of humility and the amount of confidence that will be built in you and the amount of confidence that will be built in humanity as a whole, when you do those kinds of gestures, oh, they're, they're hard, they're dirty, they require something of you, they demand of you that you step outside of your comfort zone and do something for somebody else, but they will make you a better you. Those kinds of service projects will make you a better you. Raise money, deliver water. Here you go, here's one for you, easy peasy to do, right? Find your local volunteer fire department. Maybe you live in a big city and your big city fire department is professional and, and they have all the money in the world and they don't need anything. You know what they always need? Bottled water. Take some time on your lunch hour, go drop down 20 bucks, buy four or five cases of water and take them to the local fire department. Even if their firefighters have plenty of water and they don't need it, you know what they're going to do? They're going to give it away. They're probably going to give it away to people who are at their worst moment of their life. They're watching their house burn down. They've been pulled out of a burning car. They've been rescued from a car accident. And the thing they need in that moment is a bottle of water. Well, you're probably not going to arrive at every accident scene or every house fire, but by taking that water to the department, small gesture, 20, 20 bucks is not a whole lot of money for most people. It might take you half an hour out of your way, out of your day, but 
Think of the moment of that one person who's standing there with soot in their mouth, watching everything they own go up in smoke. Their life is completely upended. And one bottle of water is a kind gesture like a hug on a cold day. You can do that. It's not that complicated. Go to Half Price Books or the local Goodwill and buy a whole bunch of books and take them around to different places like homeless shelters and donate them. It cost you a couple of bucks, cost you a couple of hours. It'll make you a better person and it will change the life of other people. If these are the kinds of things that as a leader, you look at them and go, oh, that is so mundane. It doesn't mean anything to me. I, I've got millions of dollars in transactions to do. I've got people to hire and people to fire and places to go and appointments to see. Then what you really do need is to step back a little bit and volunteer a little bit and humble yourself a little bit. I'm always fascinated in the in the winter when the roads ice over here in Texas. We don't have a whole lot of snow and ice in Texas. So when it comes, it's incapacitating for, for many, many people. But it's also fascinating to see all the rednecks with all their four-wheel drive trucks that have been out playing in the mud and in the pastures and in the oil fields show up at the churches to gather up the donations of food and blankets and clothing and water and deliver them to absolute strangers. And there's always a list. There's always a list of places to go. There's always a list of people in need. And for the season of the icy roads, it almost becomes like a, like a Meals on Wheels kind of a project. And you see people who own big companies and have trade jobs and have full-time jobs that they're going to have to pay for this day off. And they will show up to go out of their way to do something for someone who can't do anything for themselves in this moment. Not that these are per perpetually needy people. Not that these are people who, who are always in need. But in the moment, they're in need. And sometimes humility comes when you're in need and somebody else helps you. Sometimes humility comes when you help someone who's in need. Both sides of that coin are just as valuable. Either way, it's still a half dollar, right? But as a leader, you shouldn't just be doing those things because they're good for you. You should be doing them because they're good for others. And you can help yourself while helping others. But you should also be doing it because... Well, it's a good role model thing to do. It's a good thing to do for others to see you going out of your way to serve a stranger. People are watching you. They're modeling you. I got a phone call just the other day from somebody who said, you know, I, I was watching this podcast and I have a question about what you said. And I thought, that's interesting. But then they mentioned four or five different podcasts. And I thought that too is interesting. And then they said, but there's 900 of them on Spotify. It's going to take me a minute to get through all of them. Can I call you every time I have a question? Sure. I'll be glad to answer as many questions as I can. Feel free to email as well. But it takes humility sometimes to be able to say, I'm, I'm willing to help, even though there's nothing good to come of it for me. There's, there's no reward other than saying, I helped. Sometimes that's the greatest reward. And sometimes the greatest benefit is you being a better you, me being a better me, developing character that says, I lead because influence. 
Leadership is influence, nothing more and nothing less. I lead because people are watching. I lead because what I do is being observed by others. And if I can make a life better by what I do for them and simultaneously make me a better person and also benefit those who might be watching unbeknownst to me, then that's a win, win, win. How could you possibly want to avoid moments like that? Take the time and follow in those footsteps. Mike Rowe is a great example of it. Take some time to go find that podcast from PBD and Mike Rowe and, and just watch the interview. Listen to what he has to say about how he came to some of the conclusions. Listen to the statistics on the deadliest catch and what their mortality tables look like. It will blow you away. It's absolutely amazing. But today, I challenge you to find somebody that you can help. That by helping them, you become a better person. You learn a new skill. You develop in an area that maybe you have a blind spot or a weakness. You overcome a fear or a challenge. You heighten your awareness of something that up till now, you've kind of been blind about. All of those are the benefits of serving others. And all of them will serve you to be a better person and a better leader. You should do those things. Do it today. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom. that I was praying, God, you know, he just needs this thing broken in his life. He's become involved in that class. And there's real spiritual change and real physical change happening in this guy's life. Today on Transforming Grace TV. I would succumb to addiction and I would succumb to pornography. And the residual effect of that in my life and my children and my household and my other relationships, mind-boggling. And yet I knew there was a call in my life. And I think that tension is what pulls men apart in the churches, and, and it pulls families apart. It, that, to me, is heartbreaking. My opinion, too, is that uh, the body of Christ has a tendency to crucify our wounded. Transforming Grace TV passionately reveals hope in broken relationships. Stay tuned. Experience God's transforming grace.